Welcome to Catechesis, a digital outreach of First Presbyterian Church of LaGrange. Catechesis is Greek for teaching. That's precisely what we will do with this podcast. Take Christians back to their roots through spoken word and study. Here's your host, Pastor James Goodlett. Welcome to Catechesis, a production of Lewis and Broad Media. My name is James Goodlett. I'm one of the pastors here at First Presbyterian Church in downtown LaGrange, Georgia. It is good to have you with us on this, our weekly study of the week's scripture. If you'd like to hear other podcasts from Lewis and Broad Media, go to lewisandbroad.org, including our flagship production, the Lewis and Broad Podcast, which is dropping a new episode this week. Season three has begun with its focus upon the arts of LaGrange, Georgia, and all of that will culminate in a music festival on Sunday, May the 1st from 2 to 6 p.m. It's called Listen LaGrange, a music festival to fight poverty over at Pure Life Studios. All proceeds from that festival will go to Circles of Troop County, who are on the front lines of fighting poverty in our community. It's going to be a great event. Hope to see you all there. There'll be food trucks, music, all kinds of good stuff. And as always, you can ask any questions or enter in conversations with us on our social media at Lewis and Broad. Now onto the text for today, Luke chapter 13, verses 31 to 35. It is the second week of Lent, 2022. Our theme for the year for Lent is full to the brim. We are borrowing from our friends at a Sanctified Art. You can find their resources at sanctifiedart.org. They are awesome. I would commend them to you. Lent is a time of wilderness. It is a time when we focus upon our walk as disciples of Jesus Christ. It is a time when we turn our attention not only to the ministry of Jesus Christ, but to the cross, to what happens at the end of this season, this annual liturgical season of Lent. Jesus' crucifixion, his death, and eventually his resurrection. And it is a time when we focus upon what what brings us there to the foot of that cross and what that might mean for our own lives. Lent does have an etymology. It is short for the Old English word LinkedIn, which means springtime or spring, which is interesting because it is meant to highlight the fact that our days are getting longer, that our days are getting brighter. Lent is a time when we understand perhaps more fully than others that the darkness will not prevail, that things are getting brighter and brighter and brighter. And as I said, that culminates in the resurrection of Christ. But here's what's happened. Here is what has happened, in my opinion, in Lent. We have made Lent into a period of glorified suffering. We have decided to turn Lent into this, well, what are you going to give up? Or what are you going to give up? Or what are you going to give up? And that's, listen, it's not a bad thing if we hold that as a spiritual discipline. There is something to be said for self-examination that can be accomplished through suffering of some form. That is not to glorify suffering, but it is an argument for self-examination through the spiritual disciplines of fasting or or through giving something up at Lent, as long as we remember what it's all about. 
we don't make an idol of it. We don't make an idol of giving up M&Ms for Lent or giving up alcohol or social media for Lent or adding something else for Lent. Those things are not the means. Rather, they are the means to an end, and the end is considering our own walk with Jesus, considering that which gets in the way of our own discipleship, considering our own faith journeys. That is what Lent is supposed to lead us to doing, a more profound sense of being, a more profound sense of understanding who we are and whose we are, more profound sense of living, which is why I love this theme, this theme full to the brim, because ultimately Lent is a time to consider what gets in the way of our living the fullest life that we have been called to live, our best life, which goes hand in hand with our walk with Jesus Christ. It's supposed to help us think about the things that get in our way, the things that trip us up, and also to understand how the one we worship understands us. He walked the same roads we walk. He traveled the same journeys we travel. Not so that we can be empty. Not so that we can suffer. But so that we can live and we can flourish and we can be full to the brim. So my question for you then is how can you live full to the brim this Lent, and for that matter, beyond it. What's holding you back? Only you can answer that question, but I would invite you to consider it and pray over it. Maybe this 40-day period can serve as a launching point for you into something new. Maybe God is calling you to live differently. He's calling us to live differently as individuals and as a church. Who knows? But that's what we're going to be talking about this Lent. So bearing that in mind, our scripture for the day comes, as I said earlier, from Luke chapter 13. And Luke is a gospel that is about moving from Jerusalem out. It starts in Jerusalem. It is centered in Jerusalem, but it has a very expansive component to it. The gospel is meant to, to permeate borders, to move beyond them. The gospel isn't meant to be confined in any way. It is meant for all of us. It is meant to go to the ends of the earth. That is what Luke is all about. I think I've said that in previous podcasts. When it's come to the gospel of Luke, it's part one of a two-part work, Acts being the second part of it, the birth of the early church, from Jerusalem, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. That's what's going on in Luke. But when we arrive at Luke chapter 13, Jesus is actually making his way back to Jerusalem. Ever since the ninth chapter of this gospel, he has been making his return to Jerusalem because he knows what is to come there. He knows he has to go back to that place. And there's nothing that's going to get in the way of, of his going back there. Even when his 
the people surrounding him, including the Pharisees, come and say to him, get away from here, from, for Herod wants to kill you. And, and I love what Jesus says. Jesus says to him, go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Scholar Jeremy Williams reminds us that foxes in both Greek and rabbinic literature were depicted as crafty and sinister creatures. This was no compliment to Herod to call him a fox, nor for that matter was it a compliment to any of the Pharisees or to anyone who wanted him dead, including eventually the city of Jerusalem. This is a Jesus who knows what is coming. This is a Jesus who has made the move to complete his earthly ministry back to Jerusalem. This is the prophetic Jesus. This is the Jesus who even when he is stared upon by his adversaries, he stares right back. He stares right back at those foxes who wanted him out of the picture. But here's what I love about this scripture. This Jesus doesn't rise up against those foxes with a military might or fight for his people. No, what does he act as? What does he say? He says, how often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings? He acts as a hen a mother hen, a female image of the divine in a patriarchal world gathering her brood under her wings. A hen whose natural predator, whose natural enemy is, you guessed it, a fox. Jesus doesn't operate from a point of strength here, least not in the eyes of the world. Instead, he is the hen to Herod's fox. His ministry comes from a point of weakness, of vulnerability, of standing beside his brood. Even as danger creeps in from every angle, be it from the Pharisees, be it from the powers that be, be it from Jerusalem, be it from whomever. In the midst of a world of foxes, Jesus is mother hen. Now, what does that say to us? What does that say to us about living full to the brim? I cannot help but think of this world that we are living in where Russia is invading Ukraine and where only the so-called strong survive and people all around us fox around and search for power And it makes me wonder if living full to the brim is not trying to be a fox, the very kind of fox that Jesus calls out, but to be a mother hen, to gather in our brood, to look among the weak, the marginalized, the broods and bastions of the poor and the outcast. That is where Jesus lives. Those are Jesus' people. And living full to the brim just might mean looking right in the eyes of the foxes among us and saying to them, you will not hold me back.
That is what Jesus says to us, his people. That is how Jesus lives for us, his people, for each one of us. A mother hen among foxes. Perhaps then that is our charge this Lent. That concludes this episode of Catechesis. Again, you can find more episodes of Catechesis on lewisandbroad.org and also other podcasts, as I was saying, our flagship podcast, the Lewis and Broad podcast. Season three has just begun. Hope you will join us there. And then, as always, remember who and whose you are and look forward to chatting with y'all next time. Thanks. Thanks for joining us this week at Catechesis. Be sure to follow along on our websites, lewisandbroad.org and fpclagrange.org. See you next week.